0: Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Harvey Asher, sexaholic. I've been sober 38 years, um, one day at a time, yet knowing that I will never be able to to lust successfully again as long as I live. We tend to um, naturally need this, it's a one day at a time program, but sometimes we f- walk behind that statement into thinking, That's all we got to do is for today. (laughs) And as you'll see from the steps, the steps are a living entity for every day because the disease never goes away. And on that happy note, (laughs) we're going to start backwards again in the tradition. The Twelfth Tradition. By the way, step 12 in the 12 and 12, there's nothing like it. It's 19 pages. (laughs) The other steps are a few pages. The most one was ever 11, I think. This is 19 pages, step one. I mean, step 12. I wonder why. <laughs> so we're going to go backwards into the tradition. Principles before personalities. Whew. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of our fellowship. You've heard me talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it in the breakthrough I've had in doing this workshop, how everything is connected. And watch the connection. What is the one, the unity? Deflation of ego in depth. The unity is in God because that's the ultimate unity. There's nothing else. But the unity is reflected in this concept every step, every tradition that if we don't Lower the ego, as it says in step 12, to get right-sized. If we don't get that ego smaller, no way does this work. So from step one and tradition one, first, like tradition one, we were talking about if you're... In the shipwreck, you have to let your personal feelings go in that lifeboat and go along with everyone else to survive. See, we have no authorizations, no uh, organization to kick us out. What is the full punishment? <laughs> if we don't work together, which means lowering our ego, We all die. Where? Where today, especially in today's world, today, are we going to get Muslims, Christians, Jews, Hindus, Buddhists, every different country in one place? not arguing with each other. This is a spiritual happening. This is the closest thing to the lion lying down with the lamb. If there's a peak of a messianic period, if it exists, this is it. our 12-step program. Because of the 12th tradition, we have no men, we have no women, we have no Jews, we have no Christians. These groups, I got a call today, but we'll go into it. These groups that won't let women come in. Unbelievable. It's like excluding Jews or Christians or Muslims, or Hindus, or Buddhists. Oh, we can't have a woman here. It might trigger us off. Well, what do you do when you're a guy like me who is attracted to women and men equally? Means I can't go to any meeting? Some of the reasons, oh, my wife might feel if I go to a meeting with women. What will she think? Well, my wife has to think that no matter who I go to a meeting with, if she wants to. Such a contradiction to our spiritual essence of anonymity. If you think you're triggered by seeing it, without the motive of purposely going for that reason, is going to get you sober. Man, you are going to lose your sobriety that day anyway. There's nothing from the outside can make you lose your sobriety. Only thing that I can lose my sobriety is from me, within me, for today. Now I might as well say this to a brick wall, but I keep saying it. <laughs> if that—how was it with the bugles and the trumpets could break down a wall? Maybe that's why I get so loud. <laughs> Maybe if I say this loud enough, people will see there is no spiritual part to this program. It's a spiritual program. There is no spiritual part. So anonymity is the spiritual, is what our program's about. People confuse it with not sharing what happens at meetings first of all, forget that kind of anonymity. It's not real. The members of this program share with their wives a lot of times what's being said. Now, how can Harvey say that? I'm always sharing a good statement. When I hear some break news awakening, I can't wait to share it with my wife. I don't tell her who said it, but that's automatic. We share things that we hear here. Now, what's the intent? To use names? No, that's another aspect that is courtesy. We don't use other people's names. And yet, Do you know how many Essanons meet me at conferences in front of my wife and say, oh, my husband played your CD when we were driving and I heard how he used to do this and used to do that? Do you know how many times it has happened? Many times. So don't fool yourself. You know, I hate to disappoint people by being so iconoclastic, by breaking all these myths that you already know. That's why in Nashville, we have a reading that says, if you have abused minors, you might be reported. This is not like the years when we first came, where you were able to say, I abuse. I am an abuser and say the kind. For years, we were able to say that. No, society has changed. So that concept of anonymity it's basically, other than a press, radio, and television, a concept of we do not exclude. Why? Because here, we all have the same problem. Now, what is the step 12? Start out with. It starts out with the terms, the joy of living. The joy of living. My God, joy in SA? How can there be joy in SA? This is the most downbeat group I ever go to. I'll go into some meetings and say, what the heck? Am I in a morgue? Am I at a funeral? I actually say it at meetings, especially traveling around. Do you know how many messages I get over the years? And they're usually never mentioning what I say. They always mention how much I laugh. It knocks me down a few pegs, even though it's a compliment. People can hear it. it's much of what I say anyway. But laughter, you cannot deny. Without the joy of living, why stay sober? This nothing beats an orgasm. Why stay sober? Man, if you don't get what the program's really about, you have no way but to default to your active disease. Now, what's the first step? joy? <laughs> I laugh because it goes back to the same stuff. No one will believe me. If you truly believe you're sick getting well, that you didn't do this, your disease did it, it means you got to love yourself. Now, we have all these great biblical scholars in this program. They will push their gods, they will push their this, their that. But for them to take the part of the Bible that is in a vision for you, you'd never hear him mention it. Never hear him mention it. Love thy neighbor as thyself. It's in a vision for you. We're not talking Bible. So on that note, we're going to do a rap song. Maestro.
2: Look at me, I'm my own worst enemy, beat myself up now, every chance I see, nice to everyone, when it. Cut myself up with brutal honesty How can you love if you don't love yourself? If you don't love yourself, you can't love no one else How can you love if you don't love yourself? If you don't love yourself, you can't love no one else As rough as me Only difference is I'll speak honestly Nice to everyone When it comes to me It's like you hate yourself Don't see what I see How can you love If you don't love yourself Don't love yourself Every twist and turn that a life takes, like a boat in the sea when the wave breaks. Every night is the dawn of a new day. You don't lose if you learn from your mistakes. Every twist and turn that a life takes. Like a boat in the sea when the wave breaks. Every night is the dawn of a new day. You don't lose if you learn from your mistakes.
1: Wow. How can you love yourself when you're still living in the morality model rather than the disease model? I live in the disease model and it's still hard for me to look myself have to continually going back to I can't believe I did that no Harvey you were so drunk for so many years you were not of your right mind you were so heroin. Upped so morphined up, so coped up with lust from the moment I woke up till the time I went to bed. One big drug effect. How can I love you if I can't love me? And for those who have a God connection of in your own way, how can you love God if you can't love you? If we're created in its image, how can you love you and God and others? Most people will never get beyond step one if they insist on not letting go of old ideas. What is a spiritual awakening? According to the 12 and 12, when a man or a woman has a spiritual awakening, the most important meaning of it is that he has now become able to do, feel, and believe, which he could not do before on his own aided strength and resource alone. Wow, I was in Wrocław, Poland. We have a person from a town I visited many years ago. Welcome. The joy of living. Who the heck? especially in your first few years and even later, getting this joy. And what is joy? Joy is what's left as the ego shrivels away. You naturally have this joy and love and God. These are all interlocked words. It's all interwoven. And how do we get there? Through the process of the steps. We can't make the ego get smaller because we're using the ego to get rid of the ego. So you're making the ego bigger. I could do it. I won't lie. I won't steal, I won't do this, I won't have fear. I won't have anger, I'm gonna change it. No, step one helps us understand we are powerless. I heard this wonderful thing, I shared it in a meeting today already. This, it was so wonderful yesterday. Some guy, I don't know who he is, and he's talked about powerlessness better than in my 38 years I've ever been able to describe it. I had to say on the meeting how joyous I am that I don't stop coming to meetings. This I learned so much at meetings about me. This guru concept doesn't work in a 12-step program. That's part of anonymity. We don't have gurus. We have people who have had experience, strength, and hope. But hopefully, they're working on the same stuff you're working on each day. So what did he say? He said, In life, we need tools to survive. In life, we need tools. I found this wonderful tool that let me get through this terribly abusive childhood I had. It worked so effectively. Sexual thoughts, masturbation, it was a very effective tool. But somewhere along the way, it took over my life, rather than it being a tool. Why? Because genetically, I'm susceptible to addiction. Runs in my family. So that tool became my enemy. So how did he describe it? He said, I drive this big truck all over. It's wonderful. It gets food. It gets me different places. It's a wonderful thing. It helps me so much. But one day the brakes go out. And I can't get the brakes repaired. And I'm going out and it's snowing. There is nothing I could do to stop the truck. It has no brakes. The tool can no longer be used successfully. I wish you guys again as well, but you're still trying to use a truck that has no brakes, go for it. But you know, we have a group here that even religion didn't work, which means you're here because you can't stop doing what you were doing. Why? Because you have an addiction. You're driving a truck without brakes now. Just because a truck worked for years, you're still thinking it's going to work. I wish you well. Now, not everyone who comes here are sex addicts. Many people are sexual abusers, not sex addicts. But regardless, if you're really a sex addict, your truck, your truck will never get brakes. They stop making the brakes you needed. Can I see you smile that what? I'm so happy. <laughs> and don't get embarrassed. I love Ken so much. seeing you guys smile, Shelly's a smiler. You know, it's just, it's so warming. That's where this is, to laugh at ourselves. So we're going to talk about the 12th step (laughs) concerning joy and happiness. Maestro, bring it on. There's a little stuff before it begins. It's just relatively safe if you're not into cartoons.
3: Well, I don't know, Linus. It looks like an airplane to me, the way the lights are blinking on and off. Schroeder, is that an airplane or a star? I believe that is a star. But it could be a planet, you know. Or maybe even a satellite. It could be a satellite. I wonder. Well, we'll never find out by just standing here. Where are you going? I'm going over here to get a better look. I like to sit up here after supper and listen
1: to the sounds of the night. But something seems to be missing. In my opinion, that was exactly what was needed.
3: I'm so happy. That little red-headed girl dropped her pencil. It has teeth marks all over it. She nibbles her pencil. She's human. I guess it hasn't been such a bad day after all. Happiness is finding a pencil, knowing a secret, telling the time. First time, happiness is playing the drum in your own school band, and happiness is walking hand in hand. Happiness is two kinds of ice cream, pizza with sausage, climbing a tree. Happiness i Charlie Brown.
1: I hope I could convince you all what good people you are. Now, as I'm watching all that, and I'm tearing up and I'm feeling it, then my mind starts working. Harvey, you forgot to say, this is not an essay meeting, that it's a workshop. That these are not the opinions of essay. (laughs) They're just my stuff. And I had it already prepared. This I've worked very hard trying to respect people and we have people on this workshop who for religious reasons aren't supposed to hear women's voices sing. And so I had all men's voices and I was going to, all till now, I was going to warn you that there was a little squeaky voice or something. It's hard to tell who the boys and the girls were in this one. But what are they telling us happiness is? Oh, so I make an amend after your forgiveness for not giving you a warning since I knew, but it never got to it. They're telling us the magic word again. Love. Anyone or anything. Well, I'm part of anyone. Happiness is when I accept me, a man born with an illness. I accept I'm short until I'm with very tall people. <laughs> I say, Nancy, are we this short? But I've accepted I'm short. So I never bothered going to be a big-time basketball player. But I was able to be good in what I did do. I am damaged. Not bad. And I need to accept that I have an illness that has a remedy Has remedy the steps, the God of your understanding or not understanding, the meetings, the fellowship, the sponsorship. It's that easy once I accept step one. I'm very, very pleased. So many people. Not everyone's into these later steps and traditions. I'm very thankful you all have hung in there for these amount of workshops, you know. Um, you'll be able to say someday after I've long gone, my God, this guy played cartoons on Alameda. <laughs> but I'll never forget maybe it was 30 years ago when an Eson who's married to one of our long-term decades and decades, essay men, at the end of the meeting, had a sing. That song, first you put your right foot out of it. It was a wild, crazy song. But that's how we'd end. And for years, I brought the song, Zippity Doodah, to end every workshop I did all over the country. Now, the problem was when I got to Poland, they didn't know the songs song Zippity Do Not. And so I, we did one of their famous drinking songs or something, but we ended it in joy. I don't know what we were singing, but everyone was happy singing it. We had them sing children's songs. I once went for, I've done so many crazy treatments while in recovery. I've gone through rolfing. I've gone through rebirthing. I've gone through hands-on curing. (laughs) I've gone, that one wasn't voluntary. (laughs) I was stuck at some conference I did that. A couple of years of therapy. Rocks. EMDR, you mention it. I've done Because they say, as Roy says, in recovery continues, call it all joy. Call it all Joy. If you're determined to be a glum lot, it doesn't work as well. One of the few things it has ever said, and Daniel will be able to get the real numbers, but very rare does it say the word surely. Sure. We are sure. And in the family afterwards in the AA book, it says, we are sure God wants us to be happy, joyous, and free. I cannot be happy, joyous, and free when I am a slave to my genitalia or to my brain. I wish you luck. without getting to the depth through the crucible of our experience. And as they said in our first song, it's not making a mistake that's the problem. It's not building a fence to protect us from making that same mistake. Progressive victory over lust We don't even know the depths of the lust until the top plates keep coming off. But what do you do? You don't go into, oh, my God, look what I just did. You go into, wow, thank you, God, for letting me see another level of my lust. And then with sponsors, fellowship with yourself, especially this time yourself, Build a fence. My fence had to be for two years. I could not cross the viaduct in downtown Nashville. I had to stay on the west side of the viaduct, a little bridge that crossed into downtown. Because I knew if I went across that bridge, I would end up having sex with a man or a woman. And for years, I did not go alone. I built a fence. What is it? What was it downtown in Nashville? It was a 10-mile-high magnet that went 10 miles wide magnet. And I'm all metal. And if I get too close to that magnetic field, it must pull me in. I had to learn what was outside that magnetic field and only trial and error, what Roy calls the crucible of our experience, will work. You've been programmed to think absolutes. You either do it perfectly or you don't do it. The hell with it. I'll go all the way. No, it's through the crucible of your experience. I'm still making fences. Why? This my program. I'm not afraid of acting out today. Today, I'm not going to act out. My sponsor told me, if you do do today what you did yesterday, you're not going to act out. I'm afraid of losing my joy, my comfort. Because this program is not about lust. It's about inner comfort. Why? Because a doctor's opinion says it. We are restless, irritable, and discontent. And what do they find now? Because I always mess it up, so I wrote it down somewhere if I find it, but maybe I remember it. It said in the study in the AA and the 12 and 12, in chapter 12, in this step 12, it says they discovered where childish, emotionally immature, sensitive, And very grandiose. I am so sensitive. So emotionally sensitive. I'm so childish. And I'm tremendously grandiose. A guy of 82 doing these series, and then I was on a meeting before I was here. (laughs) I'm grandiose but I embrace it because our character defects, once you embrace them, you'd stand at the turning point. And you could say, yes, this is working for me, but my grandiose, my grandiosity of having multiple sex partners always available, I had a top drawer on my desk at the office, so many telephone numbers, and I always needed more. And once a day wasn't enough for me with people I knew or strangers. I remember, like yesterday, the struggle that first year of throwing away all those numbers. And then I surrendered, and no one could have told me to do it. I would have rebelled. One day, I took them all, and I burnt the bridges. Why, Bess? I started tasting this comfort. And at 38 years, all I could tell you, they did. My sponsor did not lie to me. He said it always gets better. I'm telling you, it keeps getting better. All I got to do is leave my privates alone. Not play games in my head. Not look at my total naked body in the mirror. It's so simple and yet so difficult unless you're willing to make that total surrender one day at a time forever. One day at a time. Love y'all. Please start loving yourself. There is no other explanation that this is an illness or why aren't I actively lying and stealing and doing all the things I used to do and sexing up everywhere? And I'm not doing it today. And I don't want to do it today. What's the, how's this happening? this of this meeting. I take lots of medicine every day i take an enormous amount of medication when i'm comfortable i had to up my blood pressure pills yesterday uh, not for my pulse and it's okay today and when people tell me oh i go to one meeting a day and i relapse," it's real simple it sounds like it's not enough medicine (laughs) It's that simple. You need two meetings a day. (laughs) I'm going to two meetings a day. I've realized. Sounds like you needed three. I needed three meetings a day for years. Oh, I'm going to three meetings a day. Sounds like you need to go to treatment. Whatever it is. It's the dosage of the medication. If you truly want this help. If you feel you could still get away with it, I wish you well. Most people can, but not the ones who are sex addicts over the years. Most people can do all this stuff comfortably. Or if not comfortably, their life doesn't get on But for today, I'm going to take my medication as much as I need. And I do want to add one more. What's my wife doing all afternoon? I can't worry about her. I love her. I spend time with her every evening. After many, many years, I've stopped taking phone calls at night, unless it's a super emergency so I can have concentrated time with her. But my program has to come before my wife. I will not have a wife. It's so simple. Question time. Then we'll stop at 3.30, end it, and then go for quite a while. In case some Europeans come in at 4, I'll stay a little longer. Because I'm grandiose.
4: Thanks, Harvey. Um, So if you have any questions, do raise your hand. And if you don't want to be on the recording, you can send it to me in the the chat. I'm going to jump in first uh, for my own uh, grandiosity. Um, Harvey, I think a lot of the theme for the past 12 weeks has been um, once I truly accept the disease model, everything else falls into place. Um, And I think that uh, today's song is just still ringing in my head it's so powerful uh how can i love anybody else if i don't love myself i think what you were saying at the beginning of it was that you the starting point is by accepting the the disease model what's uh, what practical and other ways do you have for me to start to truly love myself
1: first of all It kind of happens because you skipped a little piece that we all are extremely problem with. We can't stop the old ideas. We have been so programmed that we're evil and bad that if we don't repent today, or what's a year, or whatever. We're wrecked. So I need to be able to do those first five paragraphs of chapter five in the AA book. Get honest with myself, say, I really don't care what Harvey says. It's impossible for me to accept the disease model. Just that honesty alone helps open the door. To admit to ourselves, a lot of times people call, oh, I want to get better. I want to do this. And they're talking to God about it. I said, why don't you tell God the truth? It knows everything anyway. Tell it the truth. You really don't want to stop lusting. Let God know it. Free yourself with self-honesty. This, it's not that you're fooling God if there is a God, whatever that God is. It's people have certain names. Other people have energy. You name it. <laughs> the light goes through the prism and the manifestations come out in different colors. But the light, whatever that light is, whether it's just the path of the universes, it knows you're just having difficulty being honest with yourself. You don't want to stop lusting yet. It's not bad. It just is. And then that tiny little phrase. We had to let go of old ideas. My old ideas are so loud. Still, but I'm able to say, God, there's an old idea about you. Take it. Please, I can't handle that other way. It didn't work. I ask God to remove all the crap that I've been taught about. Because I haven't been taught about God. I've been taught about what my parents and their parents and their parents thought about God. The other piece is half measures availed us not. You cannot stay sober over any length of time if you're still actively fantasizing. It's that simple, whatever it takes. For the first few years, those old pictures of people's body parts would show up over and over again in my head. I stood at a turning point. I could either go back in and we live the excitement, or one person in particular, when the body part came up, I remembered how bad his feet smelled and that I had to open the window of the car because I was choking. I had to walk through the euphoric recall. Our disease stops at the orgasm. It doesn't tell us the whole story. Only you can tell yourself the whole story. And why the hell are you here if it were that good? Just fooling yourself. If all those orgasms were that good, now they felt good. But if they were that good, what the heck are you doing at these meetings? Go for it. I needed about four to six of those every day between the people I was having sex with, my wife, people, and masturbating. I never knew I was going through withdrawal every few hours. Yet we do it with cigarettes. That's why movies are never more than two hours in a theater, usually. This people can't get through the two hours of nicotine withdrawal. This is a classic drug addiction. <laughs> Let's get back to joy. <laughs> I'm, people, someone wrote me a note saying, I'm afraid you're going to explode one day on your talks. <laughs> I wrote him back it's not explosion it's passion instead of that passion going in other directions it's coming out here (laughs) I'm so excited that I'm not bad getting good even if I'm telling you a story that's not true maybe it's not a disease maybe it's just evilness The devil got us. (laughs) God's going to put me away for thousands of years. I'll be that Greek myth rolling that rock up and then it rolls down Scythians, up and down. Where did all that come from, anyway? Some guy in the 11-1200s, I don't know exact date, wrote a book called Dante's Inferno. <laughs> in our books, it doesn't go into that great detail, perhaps part of them, but not the parts that are usually read. Letting go of old ideas is excruciating. It feels our life's falling apart. This does not mean letting go of your old religion. That's why people panic. They hear it as letting go of their religion. No, it's letting go of their old ideas about their religion. And what I suggest to people in each religion, I deal with so many religions. And part of it, I need to do more studying. Now I'm studying about Buddhism. Eventually, I'm going to learn more about Islam. To find all the similarities, I study in my religion deeply. But I need to expand This my sponsor taught me decades ago. When you're more comfortable with your religion, you won't fear other people's religion so much. You will begin to see the common denominators rather than the differences. So this is bringing me such joy. This an 82-year-old man I'm still learning new things. Right now, I'm studying Korean. I could read Korean now. We watch so many Korean soap operas, I've decided. Life is so exciting. And that goes back to your question. What did Jess tell me? I needed constructive hobbies. I needed... Judson to bring to us one day in Nashville, I am a good and worthwhile human being worthy of recovery today. I'd say that over and over. I'd say it in the mirror. I am a good and worthwhile human being worthy of recovery today. God doesn't make shit. Now, everything I say, your brain, your ego is going to fight it. You're going to say, Oh, but we were born in sin. Or you're going to say, She ate of the apple. Your brain's immediately going to stop this. It's too painful to shift, but we're addicts, other people works for. For us, it has not worked. We, it's not we need a new religion, we need, need a attitude that permits us to face, we are drug addicts, except we could produce them through fantasy. Wow, where did that come from? Now, let's end, and then we'll have more questions, with, let's end with the 12-step prayer, and we're gonna do it together. I wish I could sing this, I'd sing that last statement from (laughs) happiness, about anyone and anything that is loved by me. Can anyone sing that? Do you know the words? Okay. We'll leave it alone. Uh, so the twelfth step prayer is, I know, very familiar to all of
2: you.
1: I'm being facetious. God will do the serenity prayer, and it's the twelfth step prayer in the 12 and 12. God grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, courage to change the things we can and wisdom to know the difference.
4: go ahead Moshe
5: um, hey thank you Harvey for not only today but the last uh, last 12 weeks. It's been it's been it's been fantastic. And I I for one really appreciate your passion. Um so I, I'm gonna ask you a question, and it's a little bit uncomfortable for me to ask this question. And I was halfway through typing this out to Daniel, but I figured, you know what, I need to have the courage to ask it directly because it may help somebody else who's kind of gone through what I've gone through. And this was only a week ago. So I'm grateful to be sober for 54 days. And um, this time around, I am throwing myself into everything that I've got, putting, through, I don't know, four to five hours a day into program, usually two to three meetings. And one of the things that I did was I joined a group, a special group within the group of SA, group of men um, that are led. Or the guy who formed this group is a guy who's sober in AA for many, many, many years. and. Um, I'm not going to get into too many details, but, but it has a lot of experience there and somewhat new into our program. And they put all kinds of Navy SEAL rules into this group and, uh, have to check in 10 step every day throughout the day. And then 11 step with a, check it in with somebody else. And then go to a meeting every Sunday. And I did all of it. I did all of it. I missed one meeting on a Sunday, last Sunday. And without uh, warning, I was thrown out of the group. That's it. Um, and it hurt a lot, and I wanted you to address that if you've experienced such a thing. Specialist groups within SA, and obviously, I'm blaming some of it on myself, and you know, have to work the fourth step, and I am working the fourth step on that. But um, yeah, it didn't it didn't feel very good, and uh, wanted to get your experience on that. Thank you.
1: My experience is that people wonder why Nashville is what it is. Now I've been gone from there since COVID, i moved to Florida, Naples, um, which has been wonderful for my program because I'm not Harvey from Nashville, (laughs) in Nashville. (laughs) The good and the bad that gets related to that. Every essay doesn't work well. Most people don't accept the first step, the disease model. And over the years, Roy never said this, but he kept having these subgroups from all over the country. He'd find a new group that had a special way. The last one that Roy came out with was the accountability groups. They go by a certain thing. Very valid, very good stuff. We avoided any of that. Any of it. In the These things come and they go. They come and they go. Because for the most part, people who are going to stay sober are going to stay sober. You know, we had one essay meeting a week. I went to all the others were my uh, AA meetings. Uh, the first year, we didn't have a book. It wasn't written. Okay? So we kept away from these specialty. Some people would use them with other groups and all. Um, I think they're fine if they weren't. What is my program? My program is based on the AA model. It's not easy. I don't complicate. Uh, Natural had a good experience. There was a period in essay history where Roy took the book back and wouldn't send us any books. And we went for months, and who knows how long it was, we couldn't get an essay book. So Nashville had to really get involved in the AA group. I mean, not uh, book. To this day, I attend uh, usually a few meetings a week in Nashville. Um, One of our meetings they read from the AA book, including the stories. So it's fine, or it's not fine, whatever you want to make out of it. Now, hopefully Moish won't take this personally, but Moish will be a good example. You could either get so pissed off at them and end up relapsing, or you could say, what's the big deal? There are, I'm not going to act out today if my ass falls off. If I have a crazy thought, I'm going to pick up a phone, share it, go to an extra meeting, whatever it takes. In Nashville, we have had this expression I need uh, intensive care where you just like went to meetings all through the day on the phone, eating lunch with someone from the program. I have a chronic disease some days. It will flare up even if you're doing it perfectly. Just like diabetes or ulcers or multiple sclerosis. It has exacerbations and remissions. Except today, I'm able quite much quicker within a few minutes now. Harvey, you're crazy. You're, you're nuts. It's all you're thinking about. This person said this thing. Harvey, you're crazy right now. You're going to be drunk anytime now. Get your rubber band. Do whatever. If they eat your lunch, then how are you going to deal with our wives, who are always picking on us <laughs> or saying, no, 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 that's <laughs> not So this is what Jess taught me. Everyone is worth their weight in gold. You will learn something about yourself through this gift of them doing it. This, this is going to take you into a new level. And as I was sharing this afternoon, someone shared in a meeting the other day, they're doing it. They're not doing it to me. They had a rule. You didn't follow it. They weren't doing it to you. What should they be, exempt you? No. They're doing it. They didn't do it to you. But don't they know how hard I'm working? Don't they know how much it means to me? I've had sponsors die. I've had sponsors fire me. Jess fired me after 10 years. He was my sponsor. Life happens. But I'm not going to act out today if my ass falls off. Now, don't get me wrong when I say act out. That's expression for only half the term. I'm not going to act in or act out. Part of acting in isn't only about lust. It's about, man, I'm not going to talk to those people. Well, I'm going to say that a whole scenario, I call them in the shower. I have these big arguments in the shower with invisible people. They're not there and they seem so real. They're like holograms. All image. And this guy said, Image, all these images, it's an imagination. Imagination. Imagination are all, it's an imagination in my head. Imagine it's happened. That's it. Now, what's your role? Not what you did or didn't do. How not to talk negative or bad, even subtly, about this group. I'm loosening up a tiny bit and telling you more history, but I gave Roy a terrible time, the founder of the fellowship, I really was bad news with him. He must have represented authority And my anger towards my dad and everything. I gave that guy a tough time. And after about 10, 15 years, I don't know, I made an amend. But he'll never know my real amend. My real amend I made to him was I not only ever say a negative word about him, I never let myself think a negative thought about it. And because of that breakthrough, I was able to apply it to my father who I so hated, where I don't say or think a negative thought Now, it took me years to get to these places. You guys and gals are getting it faster than I got it. There were very few people. And in the 12th and 12th, at step 12. It talks about seeing these people that you see the joy in them. And you say, I want it. Who sees joy in anyone in this fellowship? Who wants what we have? We're such a glum lot. So what do you do? You, you don't call someone and say, let's say, Oh, I relapsed. I don't know how I did it. Oh, God. You start laughing. I did it again. This is crazy. And you start laughing. Thank you, God, for reminding me I'm still sick. No people come in with their shame and their this and their that. When I have an aberrant thought, I say, thank you, God, that I'm. you're showing me I'm not cured yet. The most dangerous thing in this program is to think you're better. You're better. I'm cured. Most people who relapse have not acted out for months, and they say, oh, I got it. I could take that second look. No, I'm never going to have it. I have an incurable disease. I'll take it to my grave, but it doesn't have power over me today. Moist did not answer some of it hurt.
4: Go ahead, John.
1: Yeah, go ahead.
4: No, I was asking the next person. You
6: wanted to add something?
1: No, it's okay. Who's next?
6: Well, first of all, Harvey, I want to thank you for putting this on. You've you've made me think about some things I've never thought about before in all my years in recovery, and uh, um, and I I appreciate your emphasis today, particularly on the joy, the laughter. Um, and uh, because I, I went into my first 12-step meeting over 20 years ago, I can't remember anything they said in that meeting. It was kind of an old fellowship meeting. I guess the only thing I do remember somebody saying was that they were an addict or an alcoholic or a meth addict or something like that. But I remember the laughter and uh, that kind of gave me a clue that there was something that was working here. The fact that they were all laughing. Um, I've looked at SA and and <laughs> kind of seen what you've seen that you know we don't have funny stories. I, I I listen to a lot of AA speakers and SA speakers and and I really enjoy the ones that are humorous and make me laugh. And uh, but it seems like alcoholics can come up with funnier stories than we can come up with. And and I've thought how do how do I share my story and still put some humor in there. And I guess the only thought that's occurred to me is that maybe dwelling on the thinking that goes on inside my head is maybe a little funnier than the acting out that I did out physically. But what what are your thoughts on how do you bring more humor into telling our story and the fellowship in general?
1: About three years ago, I was at this, my regular Sunday morning AA meeting. And there's usually about 80 people there. And this woman came in and she shared that she kept relapsing. And her husband would look everywhere for the alcohol. And he could never find it. And she was, she kept relapsing and he couldn't figure it out. And she said, well, what I used to do was put it in Windex bottles with blue dye and make it look like Windex. So he, he never suspected it. We stood up laughing and gave her a standing ovation. A standing ovation laughing. Wow. That's why I keep emphasizing. I don't know if you could see it, but where, where am I? The clown, the clown. My sponsor had me buy a clown. So every day I'd remember, what do you do with a clown? <laughs> it happens to be standing next to an Iranian ancient picture of Moses holding the Ten Commandments. And he's, he looks Iranian. <laughs> I have the cloud, I have everything all mixed together. Just coming here is funny. I can't stop laughing sometimes. People get upset when I talk about sex and marriage, they get upset when I use certain words. I'll say, Who are we kidding? You all. And me have done some of the wildest stuff ever. And we come in here and we get such pure ears. how can we say that? Who are we kidding? There's hardly anything we haven't done. (laughs) Many times. (laughs) So... This guy came in and he was one years when I first came in. He was one of those guys who wore a raincoat and would flash in front of women, open his raincoat. And um, he was an exhibitionist. And I said, oh, God, how could he do that? I'm not an exhibitionist. How could he do it? And then I started to laugh. Harvey, what do you call when you have sex in public bathrooms? When you get addressed anywhere? I am so modest. But in my disease, man, I get naked anywhere at any time. And I'm one of the most modest guys I know. (laughs) You got to laugh a it. This is our disease, how it manifests. I'm one of the most hygienic people I've met. And the stuff I used to do, (laughs) most unhygienic things possible. And if you can't laugh at how crazy all this is, It's no different than the craziness of when I had COVID last month. And I had such pain in my back. I had muscle aches from COVID. And you don't just say what a bad person I am. You say, oh God, I think you all helped walk me through a bit. I was doing these when I had COVID. I started to laugh. I thought I was invincible. I had my three vaccines. What the hell is going on here? You mean I'm not invincible? We stood at the turning point. Now, many of you are going to misunderstand and say I'm trying to free you from responsibility for your disease. Yes, I am, but I can't free myself or anyone else for the responsibility they have today of taking medication at the right dosage, and only you can know the right dosage. How? Through the crucible of your experience. If you're still lusting, you're either not ready, and it will eventually bite you in the backside. Eventually. Unless you're really not a sex addict. Whether it's eating disorders, whether it's cigarette smoking, you start taking a little puff, and eventually it progresses. You start cheating a little on your food plan, It tends to progress. That's what addiction does. And if you don't get a sense of humor about it, you go back into this bruising yourself. And when I'm putting me down, I'm putting my higher power down. That's uncreated in its image. Very tough. And want to end this kind of discussion also with expecting God not to only have a have the medicine like for diabetes discovered or invented, but expecting God to put it in your mouth or to give yourself a syringe. Same principle. Sixth and seventh step says we give it. it doesn't say we, he takes it away, it takes it away. God could and would if he were sought, all that stuff. But it also says God does for us what we can't do for ourselves. If you stand in front of a mirror naked, don't expect different results. If that was one of your triggers, that's insanity. Doing the same thing over again, expecting different results. And then what happens, the cruelest thing, you start getting pissed at God. You get angry at God. And then you're in even a uh, lonelier place. Just like we talked last week or whenever, that's not a God, that's Santa Claus. And if you want a Christmas present or Hanukkah present or Ramadan, I don't know if in Ramadan you get presents, but whatever it is, and you don't get what you want, instead of being joyous at the gifts you got, you get angry at your parents. They didn't buy you what you wanted. All from programming. Next question. Let's see.
4: Do you want to go for another fifteen minutes?
1: About ten minutes. This is the last one of these, so I'm going to go a little further.
4: Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Mitchell.
7: Hi, Mr. Sexaholic. Uh, Thank you again, Harvey. Um, I wonder if you could speak a little more about. Um you know, I, I've always loved, since I, for the first time I read it, the uh, the the piece that Roy wrote in, I guess it's Recovery Continues, about who well, you mentioned earlier, uh, Count It All Joy. And, and uh, it was funny. I, I had never thought of this before. I've heard this statement so many times since coming into the program, and it's been very meaningful and helpful to me, the idea that God doesn't make shit. And I realized when you said it that actually God does make shit, doesn't he? Uh, and there's a, a good purpose for everything that God does make. And, and so in my most difficult times, um, I remember that even if I can't understand the reason for what's going on right now, uh there is some good purpose, whether it's to me or for me, as you were talking about, or whether it's just there is some good purpose, and it doesn't have to be about me. Uh, and if if it's uncomfortable for me in the moment, um that's okay. Uh, and and I think that the trick for me has become to not resist, as, as I've heard you and other people in program talk about this, not resisting. It's the resisting that um, causes the pain, causes the suffering. It's not the, uh, the pain or the, um, the specific circumstance, but it's my resistance to that. Um, so I guess the, the, what I'm wondering is if you could speak more in those moments where it is difficult, Uh, And you and I have spoken about the idea that for people like me, and I'm sure there may be other people on this call that share this, you know, there's also uh, the outside issues, you know, taking care of the health issues and the the physical issues. But um, I have found that that spiritual approach that, you know, reminding myself of that, that God doesn't make, you know, he, he doesn't make waste. He makes things that are all good for something. Uh, and situations are all good for something. Reminding myself helps me to not resist in those moments, but there are times when things just don't seem right. And uh, I'm wondering if you could speak more about how to experience joy in those moments. Yeah.
1: First of all, this goes into an 11th step issue. It's -hmm. very difficult for people to handle. I'm not my mind and my body. My body makes shit. Okay? I'm talking about the spirit. So, in many writings, it basically will say is God is compassionate? I'm compassionate. Is God is merciful? I'm merciful. The spiritual element is not shit. This program is about the fourth dimension, being rocketed into the fourth dimension, an awakening that transcends. And that's what Roy's talking about that the problem isn't the thought. The, the thought's going to come because it's part of the mind. Thoughts come. It's the transcending the thought, not going into it, not expanding it. The transcendence of doing our tools. God, yeah, that person was so attractive to me. I want to look again, but God, whatever it is I'm looking for in her or in him, may I find it in you. God, thank you for reminding me. I'm still sick. God, may she be freed from her lust like you have freed me from my lust today. That's a transcendent process. That it feels so good. That's the nothingness that's already inside of us. We're so afraid of that nothingness. We want... Um, my sponsor would say we're used to exciting excitement. But here in the program, we get calm excitement. Very, very different approach. Now, what about crap? It's a good topic. I get amazed at the millions of things that are going on in my body that I have totally no control over. Why do some parts of our body, if we don't watch, smell different than other parts of our body? if we didn't wash. It's because of all the bacteria that's living there. How are our cells keep moving? How is my heart pounding? How are my lungs moving? We're an entire universe. And we're in control of almost none of it. I once read that the heart puts out more electricity, energy, than the brain does. So this program is about an awakening. Regretfully, it comes (laughs) by doing the steps. Now, each step is an awakening. It's just building into the bigger awakening. And the bigger awakening keeps changing. If it weren't for this work, uh, this weekend, I mean workshop, I wouldn't have had a bigger awakening. How everything, the steps, the traditions, the everything is connected, is one, the unity. We keep seeing more that we never saw before. Mitch, did I pull crap that answer away, or do you have something more specific?
7: Um, no, I I, I think it's uh, you. You covered most of it. I, I think what I was. Um, I guess it's that process, and and yeah, I think that's it. It's just me being involved in the process, even in the worst moments, to just kind of. Use the steps and the process to um, walk through it and uh, accept that I'm only uh, a part of something much, much bigger.
1: And I loved your words. You didn't say that I'm in control of the process, so I have to yeah. do the process. You said I'm involved in the process because the process happens through this interesting process of surrender. When we stop fighting our sponsors and the book and this stuff and arguing, oh, this guy is talking against my religion or he doesn't understand. Whenever that blockage comes in and we surrender, that's the process and to surrender loving ourselves, to surrender. One last question.
8: Go ahead, Eric. Thanks guys. Yeah. uh, So I just want to check in real quick today. I have nine months and um, i'm real grateful for all you guys Um, uh, there's yeah such a good fellowship with zoom like you mentioned uh i live in a pretty isolated place so and talking about the 12th step you're carrying the message the joy i looked ahead farther in the chapter and it it says two-stepping and i've heard from some old timers it's uh you know, I'm going to, it's the first step, my life's a mess. And let me tell you all about it, (laughs) but you keep going back to the first step in the honest way that, that I have a disease. Uh, it's nothing to be shameful about. Um, and I, I, gotta, I gotta take my medicine and that's carrying, carrying the message of recovery. So, um, I'm just really grateful for that. And I want to hold out to the light that I've had some homicidal ideations about my neighbor's dog recently. And I was also in the grocery store yesterday and I saw an attractive, I don't even know what my, what I think is attractive means nothing. But to me, I thought she was attractive and I went around the aisle and took a second look. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think there's a, there's a real honest, the honest truth is I I don't want to let go of lust and thank you for kind of letting me off the hook because if I can just keep admitting that I don't want to let go of my character defects and I don't want to let go of my lust, maybe, maybe one day I have a chance to transcend in all this. So anyways, thank you. God bless.
1: Okay. And Eric, there's a little exercise to do. Not here, but the exercise is In your past, when you've taken more than one look, two looks, three looks, then what happened after that? Then what happened after the seduction, after the orgasm? What then happened? Getting the whole story in AA, they they term it beautifully, We get stuck in the euphoric recall, okay? So they tell this story, how this guy had this hot day, and he was picking her up, and he had a few drinks beforehand, and he takes her to the motel, and he has a few more drinks, and then all of a sudden, he wakes up. He had a blackout. He was drinking, I guess, so much had a blackout and he woke up and he found his wallet was missing the gal stole his wallet and then he finds an all-night bar and had some money in his pocket has some more drinks wakes up in a in jail in his own vomit and urine. So when he thinks of that wonderful few drinks he had before he met the girl and the drinking with a girl, now he thinks about waking up in the vomit and in the urine. That's called telling the whole truth, telling the whole story. And when... The disease says, what harm can that be, taking that second look? It's nothing bad or good. It's just, what happens to me? Then you get into the issue of insanity, restored to sanity, doing the same thing over again, expecting different results. You're expecting the result... Of the fun part, <laughs> in quotes, but you forget the whole story. In this program, I've had a few negatives happen people wanting to kill me because I got the girlfriend into um, SA and they stopped having sex with their boyfriend and they brought a rifle to <laughs> I mean, there are a few negative things. (laughs) I've had uh, poison pen letters from people hearing me talk and attacking me and my religion. There are some negative things that have happened. But for the most part, 99.9%, I haven't had those negative consequences. I've been able to have euphoric recall successfully about this program one day at a time okay we're going to end
4: here Harvey, how do you feel about how do you feel about um ending with zippity judah I, the- I mean i've got i've got it ready i can share it and then we'll okay. just kill the meeting afterwards you okay with that
1: go for
4: it thank you so much for the last 12 weeks no 10 it- weeks it's been amazing
1: let's go Unmute. It happened on one of them zippity-doo-dah days.
2: Now that's the kind of day when you can't open your mouth without a song. Jump right out of it. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity yay. My, oh my, what a wonderful day. Plenty of sunshine in my way. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-ay, uh, Mr. Bluebird's uh, on my shoulder. Uh, it's the truth. the truth, it's actual, everything is a uh, uh, Zippity-doo-dah, uh, zippity-ay, uh, uh, wonderful feeling, uh, wonderful day, yes sir, zippity-doo-dah, zippity-ay. My, oh my, what a wonderful day. <laughs> oh, thank you, <for> sunshine, oh. sunshine, <laughs> 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 <Mister laughs> <please> Mr. <laughs> on my shoulder. It's the truth. It's actual. Mm-hmm. Everything is satisfaction. Wonderful feeling. Feeling this way. Mr. Bluebird's on my shoulder, it is the truth, it's actually, Everything is Um. satisfied. Why is that Bluebird? Everything is satisfied. (laughs) Zippity, the zippity eh? Wonderful feeling, wonderful (laughs) feeling. When the sunshine Howdy, hello. How do you do? Oh! Hello there, Brad. Hi, Rabbit. Bear Rabbit! Yes, sir! This here's one of them zippity-doo-dah days for sure! Zip, 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 zippity-doo-dah, zippity yay. My, oh, my,
3: what a wonderful day! When the sunshine in my way
2: lip doo mister on my shoulder It's the truth, it's actual Everything is satisfaction lip doo da zippity My, oh, my, what a wonderful my <laughs> <get right laughs> way biddy <Wonderful laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Mr. hip hip on my shoulder hip hip really
4: Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, everyone.
6: I, think, I, think Great.
0: I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com